independent media is more important than ever. We don't have a corporate network behind us, and we also don't have big green foundation grants. So we really do need you, and we are actively calling in your direct support so that we can continue exploring many of these topics and perspectives, often sidelined by mainstream media. If you're enjoying our show, please make sure you're subscribed and join us on Patreon today, starting at a tip of just $3 at patreon.com slash green dreamer. Every little bit helps and really adds up. And that is the power in community. So thank you so much for however you're able to support our work. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Hey, I hope you're doing well. This is a mini Bloom Tuesday episode on Green Dreamer Podcast. And today I'll be sharing two positive things that we can celebrate in sustainability as of late. The first one is something called reverse vending machines. What is a reverse vending machine? Basically, if you think of vending machines, you know, we put in money, pick what we want, and a product or beverage like soda will come out. Reverse vending machines are where, and this is just one example, we would put in an empty plastic bottle after drinking all the liquid uh, into this machine and then get a coupon for discounts, vouchers, or some other immediate reward for doing so. And the idea is that this can incentivize people to recycle better. Now, like we mentioned in the last Bloom Tuesday episode, where we had zero waste expert Jonathan Levy walk us through Recycling 101 and how to recycle properly, The goal is to first have less to recycle to begin with because things like plastic degrade in quality every time it gets recycled and will come to a point where it can no longer be recycled with current technology. And that means that it will still end up in landfills, potentially leaching toxic chemicals for hundreds of years. So reducing so that we have less to recycle is an important first step. But then when we do have recyclables, We have to do so in the right places and with the right preparations, such as cleaning out our food containers uh, to avoid issues like contamination. Make sure to tune in to episode 36 to learn more about proper recycling etiquettes. In any case, with our current rates of recycling being really, really low, it's clear that we have lots of room for improvement. On this note, Coca-Cola recently conducted research and found that 64% of Britons would recycle better if they were rewarded instantly for doing so. Of course, this came from one research alone, so we have to be careful about generalizing, but I mean, it makes sense. If we get incentivized to recycle, we would probably recycle better across the board. So Coca-Cola specifically have collaborated with various tourist attractions and theme parks in the United Kingdom to install these reverse vending machines where they may offer 50% off entry ticket prices, for example. This is really exciting because in episode 19, the co-founder of Pila Case, Jeremy Lang, actually talked about how it'd be amazing if businesses voluntarily held themselves accountable for 
lure their customers' waste from their products. I believe he actually mentioned Coca-Cola as an example. Like, if Coca-Cola would just take responsibility for the massive loads of cans and bottles that their customers end up with, that would be great for sustainability and also for their own company because there is value in those materials. So these reverse vending machines, it's not just Coca-Cola doing this. Supermarkets in Iceland are also trying this. Some music festivals are also doing this and have reported less littering because of it. And there's even talk from politicians like UK's Secretary of State for the Environment about mandatory deposit return systems for bottles and cans. So mandatory deposit return systems, that's similar. It's where people would get back a certain amount of deposit for returning their bottles and cans responsibly. Again, putting in some sort of reward or incentive into place to get people to recycle and not be lazy about it. So this concept is definitely spreading. It's proven to be effective in terms of getting people to recycle better and to litter less. Definitely keep an eye out for this because for us, it'd be amazing if we got rewarded for recycling properly as well. And hopefully, we'll also see more and more companies seeing the value in the trash that their products create and taking responsibility for it. That would be amazing because when companies are held responsible for the products that they put out into the world, they might then design the products in a way that makes these products easier to recycle or easier to compost if you get a chance to speak with brand representatives of any companies that you love and you think that this model could work for them and help them, uh, definitely bring this up as an idea. I feel like this definitely can help us to work towards a less wasteful world. The second thing that I'm really excited about is just seeing various consumer products conventionally made with plastic now made with alternative biodegradable materials by newer startups and small brands. For example, phone cases are mostly made of plastic, but Pilacase has proven that it's possible to make compostable, very protective, and highly functional phone cases. Again, you can hear the company's co-founder, Jeremy, talk about his journey turning this concept into reality in episode 19. Another example is activewear. Activewear is also mostly made out of microplastic fibers like nylon or polyester, often because of certain performance properties like moisture wicking. But there's a small brand that I love called Viayama. That's V-Y-A-Y-A-M-A. It's an activewear brand dedicated specifically to using mostly eco-conscious natural fibers in its clothes. There's still a small percentage of spandex, which is also made from petroleum, in the fabrics that they use because stretch is important for athletic wear, for that function. But that's a limitation we collectively have right now is we just don't have natural fiber replacements for spandex. But I'm hopeful that innovation will make this possible, that we'll soon have natural fibers that can provide fabrics that stretch, that's so needed in so many different types of clothing. And finally, swimwear is also mostly made out of microplastics like activewear, 
which is why I was super excited to learn about this relatively new eco swimwear brand called Natasha Tonic, which is making its bikinis and one pieces out of a blend of hemp and organic cotton. Again, there's still trace amounts of spandex in the bands for the stretch, but the founder is also keeping an eye out for innovations on that front so that one day her suits can be 100% free of microplastic fibers. So definitely keep an eye out for this brand. I've linked to all of these in the show notes if you want to check them out. And I'm actually also personally working with Natasha Tonic right now. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll also be learning more about the brand from me there. Like Adrian Grenier said way back in episode one, to rebuild a sustainable world, we really have to question everything, look at everything within critical eye, question the status quo, and come up with new ways of doing things that may not necessarily follow conventional rules of how things have been done. So I'm really excited to see an increasing number of brands, increasing number of entrepreneurs thinking outside the box and getting innovative and thinking differently. In these cases, definitely for a healthier and more sustainable world. And I just know that you and the work that you do are also going to be key in helping us to drive this movement forward. So don't be afraid to break conventional rules and to think and do differently. You know, give yourself room to experiment with whatever it is that you're working on. And there, that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. Now, I would actually love to hear from you. What are some things that you're currently really excited about within sustainability? Some innovations, some news that you heard about? What what makes you feel really hopeful and positive within this space? You can share your thoughts with me on Instagram through a direct message, and maybe I'll get a chance to share something from you in an upcoming episode. If we're not already connected, you can follow me at Kamea Shane, that's K-A-M-E-A-C-H-A-Y-N-E on Instagram and get in touch. I read through all of my DMs, so if you have any other feedback on how I can better support you with the podcast, feel welcome to let me know there as well, and I will do my best. In any case, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so honored to get to be a part of your day. I'm so grateful that you're here. And as always, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.